0: We've got a guy uh, that I've known for a couple, a few years now. Um, he actually first started as a as an assistant to. I wasn't an assistant. You weren't an assistant. No,
1: Jay was my assistant. <laughs> 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 no, no, really? I was just a I was just a sale. just sales, just sales. straight sales. Yeah.
0: yeah so th- this guy's got a. Well, from what I know, he's got a pretty interesting story, but apparently there's layers and th- there's levels to this. So let's kick this, let's kick start this off. I'm really keen to get into this. Um, Josh is a property developer right now and doing bits and bobs, but let's, let's get into it. Mate, out of high school, what happened? And ha- how old are you and what happened out of high school?
1: I'm 33. After high school, I was in hospitality. So I was doing like uh, front office manager, duty managers at, for a core hotels. Mm-hmm. So like Mercure, so like Macu, yep. Sofitel, Ibis, Novotel, yep. So I was doing that for maybe three or four years. Yep. I uh, got sent up to Darwin and then managed a hotel. Darwin, three hours south of Darwin in Catherine, it's called. Really? So it's like an outback resort they call it. So it's I unlike, couldn't
0: imagine you there.
1: It, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. So it was like five acres, and then all the the rooms were spread out. So it wasn't like a high rise. It was it was ve- like little cottages all around. Yeah. Um, so I did that Six months And I was like Nah I'm out And came back here And then uh, Stayed in the hospitality industry Then my dad was like Nah Come work with me mm. Get out of it Did that And then got into property So, so what was your dad doing When you He does uh, fire protection architecture So like all okay. the sprinkler systems And buildings Yeah he, he designs all that stuff Okay So I was Just a bitch on site
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're <laughs> yeah. just, just plugging along yeah. With the broom yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty much Pretty
0: So what much. happened after that And why'd you get out of it
1: Oh, I hated it. Hated it. I hated yeah. it. I was just
0: painting pipes red. Yeah. yeah. And then just walking around, not doing much. Yep. fuck that. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Fuck yeah. that. So what did you end up getting into after that? And then it was real estate. Real estate. It was real estate. And then you were Jay's bitch too. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Jay's a director here at Manor Real Estate, um, yeah. one of the top agents yeah. um, in the country right now. But when, when you were working with him, was he at that stage? No, nah, nah, no. He
1: was only, oh, I don't know how long he was at Ray White for. Yeah, but it was just him, me, and one other agent. Yep. in that office. Yeah, who I believe is still at that office. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got into that role because my best mate uh, knew the family. The I think they're the Uptons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they said, oh, "I'll just give this guy a go." So I tried it. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. I think it was four or five months in there. Really, and then I left. Yeah. Oh, so you are only an agent for four to five months. Four to five months, and then I thought no. Then a Chinese
0: company approached me and said, "You want to come here?" So I went there. What? Why? What didn't you like about real estate? Selling real estate?
1: I'm scared of dogs, so I didn't like door knocking. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah, true. Legit. You, if you ask Jay, I never door knocked. Yeah. I was always just I just cold called everyone, just spoke to everyone on the phone. Were you good? In the six months I was there with no no experience, I got three listings.
0: That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. And yeah. then um, this Chinese mob that you're talking about, this is a development company.
1: No, so it's a project marketing company. So they were okay. doing sales okay. as well, but all off yeah. the plan. Okay. And then at the time, so it would have been yeah, nine years ago, it was the, the Chinese boom. So people, yeah. people were just buying everything. Yeah. They were just buying everything. So when I was there six months, sold two, and I was like, I don't want to share my commission. So I opened up my own.
0: Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> so wow. did you opened up your own agency? I just went
1: out, all out. How old were you then? 25, 26. Around wow. Then. Just went balls deep. Wow, so deep, that's crazy!
0: So, how did you? How long did you last doing that? Because you you don't sell anything now.
2: I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what what's the, like a bit about the background now? Is it just full time property development? No, so I do more consultancy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you say consultancy, what does that look like? So,
1: my one of my good friends that I consult for, I work with him now, Brass Holmes. Yep. I'm always just like the hitman. Uh, so just whatever needs to get done it'll get
0: done really so is that that, are you talking about in terms of like um pricing pricing sites
1: yeah sites finding sites finding contracts dealing with the government trying to get government contracts they also have a sales arm so i don't i don't like selling so then i just find agents that'll sell the product for me
0: okay so you're just overseeing everything Yeah. yeah yeah wow so, yeah. it, it, when we were chatting the other day, you mentioned obviously you um, you were developing everything was going pretty well, and then um, you ended up losing everything. I in did, the, yeah. In GFC. So,
1: no, it wasn't the GFC. No, was, not,
0: not G- was It Was saying, after? No, oh no, it, it would have been way after was that. Before, You're like, yeah. No, would it? No. Yeah.
1: So when I was uh, when I opened up my own, uh, there was a lot of uni students that were buying properties, mm. and I'd always ask them like, "What's what's your intention? Like, what, what do you want to do?" So they would buy. And then when, when the project finished, I want to sell it and make money. Mm. So I said to one of these Chinese kids, I said, just give me money. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll find a farm and I'll develop it for you. And he was, he was probably only 18 at the time, 19. Yeah. Yeah. So then we found a farm and then just went from there. And really? then built it, did one and then did one. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. So it took, it took a lot longer than expected because uh, mm. I didn't have experience in developing everything. No, no word of a lie. I just had to Google how to do it. You're kidding. I had to Google how to do it, yeah.
2: So you, you bought a farm. What type of development are you doing? It was
1: a house and land package. So we really? had to build the roads, subdivide the lots, put the services in, <laughs> wow. and,
0: and then build it. Wait, how, many, how many lots did you go first? That one, was only, that one was only 12. So you did 12 in your first type of development? You were the hand? first one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to
1: Google, then just ask people, how do I do this? How do I do that? Have you done this before? What are we doing? Who do we find
0: to do this? Oh, yeah. how, What made you think of that? To even get into that, try and
1: make money. It was yeah. all about money at that age, just yeah. trying to make millions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That so was
0: always a goal, right? 100%. Yeah. So, when you, were, when you were working through that, what were your main tasks? Like, you were just out there doing what you do now. Yeah, for but the same thing. But because I
1: was the developer essentially, so mm. I had to manage the construction, manage the, the, the buyers because everything mm. was delayed. Everything took a long time. Mm. But you know, in saying that, they bought those house and land packages for like five eighty, five ninety house mm. and land in Riverstone.
0: Mm. Oh, so this is oh, in
1: Riverston. Wow. It's in Riverstone. So that's dirt wow. cheap, eh? Yeah, wow. yeah. So by the time they were finished, they were probably valued at about eight hundred thousand. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it took a while. It took a
2: while. So you effectively found a, a Chinese guy that has cash for you to buy big enough site in Riverson to subdivide, yeah. divide and you then on sell those yeah. off the planned house, yeah. house and land packages to your other clients. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: really smart. Yeah. How did you sell it to them? Did you have to have like a full proposal? Did you have a full proposal in place? No, like so What's that for? No, it was, it was literally <laughs> just a
1: sale. I just I just made flies, house and land packages. Wow, Fixed price, this is what it is, just sell it.
0: In terms of like, I'm talking about in terms of selling it to your investor. Like, how did you even get him to?
2: Oh, he he
1: trusted him? me. He was he was young.
0: Really,
2: younger Mate, than me. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Like, I've gone to uni, like chained at the gym, just yeah. at fitness first. And there's a guy there, Jackie. He was a young guy, family's billion dollars family, mm. and like these kids come over to Australia, they 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 want to be close with Australians, and some of them like are pretty, they've got cash to spend. Jack. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, That's crazy. It's crazy. That's big money. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money coming from China. There's still a lot. So you said just before that everything that could go wrong went wrong. We
1: finished the project, but like in in regards to like when we had to build the road, all the levels were wrong. Oh, no. And then when they cut the site, they cut too much. And then we had to put uh, septic pumps in there as well because they didn't put the sewer at the front. They put it at the top of the block. So then we had to pump shit uphill. Wow. Once the house finishes, all little bits and pieces, all little bits and pieces. But it was, it was a learning curve. Yeah. Um, everyone still made money. Everyone was still. As
0: as I, no much, I, think every, I think
1: everyone was still happy at the end of it. Like all the people that bought, a lot of them were friends and friends and family. Yeah. Uh, for example, even old mate Jay here still oh. Owns, owns. Oh, that proposal. one. Yeah, I named it Connor Street after my son.
0: Oh, you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Jeez.
1: So bought, but I mean, when they bought it, it was it was cheap, and yeah. then most people. I think half of them still have them as yeah. investments and then the other half sold them all they off.
0: got in so early right they got in
1: because at that time i was like we had our margins to make i had my margin to make as, mm. as long as we made it we didn't have to make any more so we just sell it
2: wow yeah. what did, what margin were you charging on a deal like that at the time
1: i got the block of land
2: for free yeah yeah wow yeah
1: so as long as he made his returns the bank was happy he was happy yeah everyone everyone was happy you yeah. get your block i got my block
0: Wow. Did you do any more with this, with this guy? No. Was this the one no, where it that ended? Was it. No, yeah. that, was,
1: that was one of them. But then he, he said it took too long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he, um, he went, his, I think he went back to China. Yeah. Because he, he was a uni student, but he, he, he wasn't doing too well at uni. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So first development being a big one, what are the biggest lessons you learned? From that one? Yeah. It's prepare. It's all about the preparation yeah yeah making sure
1: you have the right team in place having the right consultants having the right civil crew Mm. all all of that is very very important it's all in the preparation I think it's for everything Mm. everything doesn't matter what you do the preparation is the most
0: important key yeah key how did you go when you went from your first development to your second development what did you do differently
1: the the second development that I did that was the the big one in Box Hill Mm -hmm.
0: how Uh, many lots
1: 256, I think. Ooh. 256
2: subdivision. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. not small. <laughs>
1: and and that's, that's the one that broke me. That's, that's the one that broke me. So in, during that time as well, we bought um, another site in Bella Vista. Mm. Um, we were very lucky to get out of that one. Um, then we had a townhouse site in Warunga. Um, that one's finished. Wow. So they're all finished, but the, the Box Hill one is the one that that, that broke me. Yeah. yeah. That ripped it all up.
2: Wow. And so, were you using Chinese money at that point? No, no. So,
1: in in that in that process, we, we did have investors uh, from friends and family, they all got paid back. We optioned up, I think it was about 42 acres. Wow. Wow. Uh, we had a we had a partner in that as well. Um, had several partners in that one. Yeah. So that was, that was a big That's one. Huge that was side. it was a big one. It was a big one. We had the right team, we had we had everything in place and then there was something that happened with one of the partners that made it all fall apart. Oh,
0: yeah. That sucks. Yeah.
1: So that one, that one there, I think I'll, I'll, I'll never say I regret, regret anything that I did. Mm. But I think with that one there, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me.
0: Why the best? Because the payoff would have been huge.
1: You, I realized money's not everything from that. Yeah. Money's not everything. Yeah. So before, you know, in the first four years, after I got married, it was just work, work, bit of play, but work, work. And then that, that project... It made me realise what I was striving for. I was striving for all the materialistic things. Cars, nice watches, trying to go on holidays, buy this for my wife, buy that for my wife. And you, uh, coming out of it, I realised that all of that stuff means nothing. Mm. All of that stuff means nothing. Not, not one bit of it.
0: It means jack. Yeah. Mate, if you... I, I always think about this, mate. If I lost everything, would my mates still care? Like, would they still hang around? You lose and a lose lot, lot of people,
1: I'll tell you that. Crazy. You lose a lot of people. So wow. dur- during that process, you just see who's still here and who's not. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can see it.
2: And how yeah. many? How many people did it weed out of your life? Oh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. yeah, a lot. So how were you positioned financially prior to that point? Were you in a, a decent? I was in a good position.
1: Position bought a new C sixty three, bought a new house, bought a Rolex, had a second
2: kid. Everything mm. was good. And it was all cool. good. And then you've, you've gone into a, a massive yeah so venture. i had to
1: sell the block of land in in riverston which i was hoping i would never do because wow. mm-hmm. it was named after my son it was the first project i was hoping i'd never have to sell it had to sell that um and then there was just legal costs after legal costs mm. in, in court so that 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 situation there was um when everything went pear-shaped someone still owe me money um so i had to go to court he was okay but then because he went into liquidation and receivership mm. i had to fight the receivers to get my money
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So you he was happy to give the money because it went through... Because he, 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 he didn't own it. control. He didn't yeah. own it
1: anymore. He didn't control. So pretty much I fought and my legal costs was almost the same as what I got out of it at the end.
2: Wow. Yeah. Indeed.
1: But but you learn. So, you know, you learn that I, if, if I just stopped at the start instead of fighting it, I'd be in the exact same position. Wow.
2: Okay. Would, what would your advice be? Because I've, I've had similar advice in the past where sometimes... You're better off sometimes not going down the path of trying to chase money because, it, like you said, you can... Is it, costing, is it worth it? You've got to yeah, find it's out worth it's worth it. it.
1: So you go through, you go through the, the three stages, right, when something goes wrong, especially when it comes with money. The first stage is I want to make a little bit of money. Hmm. If you see a situation that's going wrong, just say, you, you know, you bought a house for a million bucks and you're like, all right, I'm struggling to pay the mortgage. I want to get at least 1.1, make 100 grand out of it. As time goes on, it's costing you more money. You'd be like i'm happy to sell it for a million bucks but by that time it's probably too late mm. so then a million bucks they'll be like it's all right i lost a little bit but then after that stage passes you would be like i'll take anything i can get
0: mm. Mm.
1: so the first offer is usually the best in situations like like that so if someone offers a meal in in my my advice would be just to take it and cut your losses while you, while you can because mm. the longer it drags on for the yeah. less you're going to take but it's it's a process every person has to go through like you can say it now but the thing is everyone's human right they want to try and still make money mm. they want to still want to try and recover their, their their capital but at the end of the day you've got to take what you can get in that, in those types of situation because emotion will take over it'll always take over
0: mm. yeah see that's yeah. a hard thing i i think it's going to be hard for me to take that loss because mentally i'm going to go on well, taking that loss i'd rather see if i can hang on and and take everyone's a w. like that everyone's like yeah. that mm.
2: Did you do any training like Mark Rolton or anything to learn about options and Did development?
1: You? No. Went to uni, failed that.
2: Everything wow. Google? Yeah. Everything Everything Google. But I,
1: I, I've got a good support team. So, for example, my lawyer, um, my property lawyer, I've used him since day one and I still use him today. So, he gave me a lot of advice on how to do things. Um, he, he's, he's probably one of the key people in, in, my, in my career.
0: Yeah. yeah. This is the, this is Panther. No, that no not that's that a different guy? one. That's
1: here's my litigation lawyer. So he he's, litig- <laughs> I've uh, been with him for six years. Yeah, yeah, been in court for six years, long enough to uh, get my law degree. Mm. but oh, um, you had your law degree too? No, I would have
2: oh. if I studied for six years instead of being in court for six years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, you basically got to practice. Yeah. In the yeah. Yeah. So what happens from you've you've pretty much hit rock bottom financially in a career yeah. sense? What? Yeah. Where to from there?
1: From there, you start to realise what matters in life. Before, mm. before that, it was, you know, like I said, it was getting nice cars, doing this, doing that, showing off. Mm. And then I, I realised my ego was getting big as well. Mm. You know, you realise that what, what you're trying to do isn't beneficial for yourself. Yeah. After that, when you're trying, uh, when you're trying to survive, I went and just worked. Mm. Worked at... P-O-Y-G. Worked at... No, it's, uh, it's cash jobs. <laughs> worked, worked, at, um, worked at a fish shop. You know, just worked... 5 a.m. till 4 p.m. Just wow. worked, worked. Wow. Uh, worked there for, what have been maybe six months, eight months. Mm. Got a bit of cash. And it was all good. Still could pay the mortgage. Still had a bit of savings to cover all the expenses. Um, got back on my feet. And then when, I, I, you realise you've got to drop your ego. And a lot mm. of people are like, why are you doing that for? Why are you doing this for? But mm. you've got to eat, man.
0: Yeah.
2: You've got to eat. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Was that a hard period, that working in? I'll tell you what, I said. I
1: spoke about this with Zach the other day. Mm. To be honest, it was an awesome period of my life. Really? Because when you, you have no when care. You, you go to work, when you get home, have a shower, you're done. You don't think about what's going to happen tomorrow, you know. You go in there, your day's, your day's set. Wow. Yeah. You don't have to worry about banks, finances, yeah. nothing. Just go in there, you yeah. know what you're going to make.
0: How money. old were you when you were working back in that fish shop?
1: Maybe four years ago. Wow, that's even that not longer. even that long ago.
0: That I couldn't even imagine you doing that. So it just goes to show. I, I wouldn't know many people that would even think of doing that.
1: Not many people, because a lot of people are worried about what people are going to think of them. Yeah. I couldn't give two shits about what oh, yeah. people think of me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I worked at the fish shop. I still see. You know, I saw people that I worked with before. See, so I don't care what they think. Yeah, you got to work, man. Who cares?
0: Yeah, man? who cares? So what happened from the fish shop till now? How do you build back up?
1: So from the fish shop, um, then I started contracting for a company called PIA. Oh, yeah, I I mean,
2: I've met the owner. Justin, Justin,
1: yeah. So I did a bit of work for them for about six months. And it wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I won't say too much, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right fit. It's a very tough yeah. place I found to, to work, to consult. Because they've got their own systems. They've got their own, their own rules. Different way of business. Yeah. 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 Um, then after that, I uh, stopped. Went to work at a fruit market. Wow. I worked at a fruit market, uh, which is opposite the fish shop. And then he called me up. I need help. Because this was, this was 2020, two years ago. So during you know, the start of the pandemic, yeah. no one was working. No one was doing much. And yeah, he, he, was, he was pumping because everyone couldn't go out to eat, right? So people were buying fruit and veg. He goes, I need help. I was like, I'm there. I'll, I'll come work. Mm. So I was working there, yeah, five in the morning, finishing up at 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock. Wow. Five days a week. Like I said, it was the best because when 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 I was there, six eight months, you don't think about nothing. Yeah, you just think about putting fruit on the on the shelves, literally <laughs> fruit on, <laughs> on the table. Yeah, you put fruit on the shelves. You stack potatoes. You stack carrots. Whatever. Yeah, and it brought he brought it money. It was yeah. good. No yeah. stress. No stress. No stress. But it was it was it was a good period. But obviously, wasn't going to be there forever.
2: Yeah. Did you still have a part of you in that process, which is like the fire still lit? hundred percent yeah hundred percent
1: hundred percent so there's always things that you want to do there's always you know you've got your own goals right what you want to do what you want to try and achieve Mm. so i think being there allowed me to clear my head and not worry about trying to put food on the table not Mm. worry about what's going to happen in the next week what's going to happen next month because i knew if i'm there it's more than enough to pay for what i need to pay for
0: Mm. that's true
1: it just clears your head it was it was no joke it was probably one of the best things Working at the fish shop, working at the fruit shop, probably wow. one of the best things I, I, I could have ever done.
0: Wow. So, so now you're back into consulting. Why, yeah. why would you go back into consulting if you, if you genuinely do like that, that lifestyle so much? You like the other lifestyle it's, better.
1: Not that it's not sustainable. Yeah. It, it's, it's work is work, right? Money is money. Mm. But property and doing property-related things is, is where I'm at. Yeah, Is where I'm at. So then, you know where where I am now at Brass Homes. Um, they they went retail, so they opened up display homes and all that. Mm. Um, and then Dylan asked me, "Oh, can you give us a hand? You know, come on board. We'll try and do this. Try and do that." Mm. And then um, the first year I worked, I worked for free. Mm-hmm. I said you to them, for free. "I said to them, I'll I'll do what I can do. I'll work on like commission what? only. I'll, I'll I'll build the whole base. I'll do whatever I can. And then if you know after the first year." If you think it's all good, then we'll start, we'll start looking at putting me on a retainer. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but I, I've also known them, they, they did my first project with me in, in Riverston. So still, I've, I've known them for a long time.
0: But you, you've, you've went and said, hey, I'm going to go work for free for a whole year without the guarantee of even getting a job. That's ballsy. So how
1: did
2: you cash flow yourself in that period if you have a wife and kids? Still,
1: I was still at the fruit shop every now and again, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, just balancing it out, you know. yeah you're crazy
1: you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do man.
2: Are, are you doing any property related transactions yourself in that time nah, 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 nah.
1: nah so there wasn't I wasn't buying anything I wasn't selling anything it was just setting it up yeah. setting up like my channel agents packaging things meeting developers like land, land developers for us to put packages together and then just setting up the whole, the whole system
2: wow so, yeah, so it's all set it up work. and running now yeah yeah. it's all
1: set up and running
2: so are you guys like project marketers
1: now well he, he's still a builder yeah. Um, and then I just handle that part of it with external agents so I just manage one like the external agent I just deal with the boss and that's it yeah because I don't like the, the not the stress but just dealing with clients yeah I'm sure I'm sure you know like Yeah. they want this they want that and a lot of people now they want to you know they've got a budget of five hundred thousand but they want 80 square home Mm.
0: You know, it's not, it's not realistic. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to be back end. Will you start developing your own stuff? Do you think again? Or do you think that burnt you too bad? I wouldn't say no, Mm. but
1: not at the moment. Yeah. Not at the moment. Wow. Not at the moment. One, one day I'll get mm. back into it. One day I'll get back into it.
0: Hey Uh, question. You're obviously very in touch with the the whole real estate market. Where do you think the market's going to go next year? It's going to drop.
1: Yeah. I think we're going to hit... I think we're going to have another four interest rate rises. I think. Mm. I reckon we're going to hit about 8% interest rates. 8%? I think we are. Really? I think we are, yeah. Where well, well, we are we at now? There's a, there's a lot of... Theory. We're sitting at around almost 6% or yes. I think.
0: Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. Well, keep saving
2: the money. You're ready to buy. Well, so yeah. is the cash flow... Are you in a cash flow... A positive cash flow position now?
1: I am, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I, w- I would say mm. I found what, what makes me happy
2: now. And what, what does that look like?
1: Spending time with my kids and my wife. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, wow. I don't how like, you, the, I don't like to kids, work too hard. How old are your kids, like Josh? Hard. Eight and six.
0: Eight and six. Okay, so those yeah. are the years you really want to be there too as well. Yeah,
1: like there, there was a lot of time earlier on where I was always working or, if, you know, we were at a party or whatever, I was always on my phone.
0: Mm. No,
1: nah, you ne- you'll never get time back. Yeah. you never get it back then, like growing up seeing them grow up seeing them like you, you miss a lot of moments because you, you're there but your head's not there that's true and that that's was, very that's, true. that's my biggest regret is not spending more time with them when I could have mm. when I should have but for me now work is work but I'd rather spend more time at home mm. going out doing things with the kids and the wife rather than be at work
0: that's true yeah. that's true
2: do you mind if I ask a personal question? anything do you feel that your answer would be different if your success wasn't roadblocked?
1: It's very hard to say. I don't know where I'd be if my success wasn't roadblocked. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Looking back on it now, though, I was—I don't think I was. I, I'm not. I wasn't happy with who I was becoming at that time. Mm. Yeah. My wife said it as well. Too materialistic. Too yeah.
0: egotistical. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
1: Because you know, I came from a very good family. Um, not, not wealthy, but we had everything that we needed. Everything that we needed. We grew up here in Castle Hill. Mm. And then when I started, like when I got married, I was unemployed. My wife still married me. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was unemployed. And then that's when after I got married, I thought I better find a job. That's when I went to Ray White. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why she married me. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I started out from, I would say from zero. And then I just tried to build everything up and took, took the risks. Took the risks. And I think I think you have to take the risks to find out what you want to do Mm. and where you want to go because if you don't take the risk and you just live a risk-free life it's going to be pretty boring boring yeah it's it's pretty boring
0: at the end of your life you're going to have a book and if that book's going to encompass everything that's happened in your life you might as well have an interesting book not a boring book that's right 100% mate you've seen a lot of successful developers as well in and out of the space um, obviously Nico was at the track day too yeah. so you've seen a lot of really successful people and you probably would have seen a lot of people fail yeah where do you think a lot of developers go wrong in the early stages? Ego. 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 Okay wow. Ego. Why and how?
1: What, what I've seen is a lot of people when they build something or when they develop something they want it to be like a, a statement they want it to be flashy they want it to do this they want it to stand out so people can, they, they can tell people I built that I did that mm. but the numbers never stack up mm,
0: okay. yeah, the
1: numbers never stack up because when you build something flashy a lot of people a lot of buyers as you would know aren't going to pay an extra 20% because it looks flashy in an in a average area mm. an investor would look at the numbers they'd rather buy something cheaper if the rent is the same you know why, why would you spend an extra 20% because then your returns aren't as good
0: yep. yeah. would you would um you for a lot of guys, because obviously a lot of people listening to this aren't at this stage yet of doing those sorts of developments. But let's say you're looking to get into development, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You just end up being stupidly rich. Um, in terms of
2: those, oh, well now I've just had a massive mind blank. Where was I? Advice for development. I would, like. No. I guess in terms of development, from your experience, have you seen much profitable success at of points in there time? Is. Like, what would you? Like, can you tangibly give us an example of, you know, some results you've achieved?
1: Yeah, like the, the first project, which I when you when you look back on it, it's, it was quite good. You know, had no, having no experience, I got a, a block of land out of it, mm. which was worth you know three hundred thousand dollars at the time. Uh, the project that was the one in Box Hill, we had that we had that fully pre-sold, um, so you could see what the numbers were going to be. Wow. You could see what your profit was. You could see what the cost was. It was already sold. Yeah. And then when that one went wrong, that, they just blew it up. Uh, the one at Bella Vista, that ended up blowing out in construction. So we were very lucky to get out of that because the sale price wasn't going to cover the construction cost. Uh-oh. How did yeah. you get out?
0: Our partner wanted to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. so he just bought you guys out. No, yeah. oh, yeah. lucky. What ended yeah. up happening with that? Did they sell it? No, it's almost finished. Oh, it's still not. For, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you know that. You know that you went out there before, right? Which one
1: was it? At Bella Vista Drive.
0: Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah you went out there. All the yes. of boys came yeah, I out. Do, yeah. I do I do I do remember that? Yeah. I do remember
2: that. And then, what was the biggest, like, problem? Obviously, without going too deep, but for the subdivision, the big one, what was what went wrong on that deal?
1: So one of the biggest shareholders, so the, the, one of the partners, he got the wrong advice from a lawyer. And then that lawyer told him these guys aren't doing the right thing, so we're going to buy them all out. So he made an offer to buy us all out, and then he went bankrupt. Really? Yeah. What? And then we got stuck. Oh no. In in a nutshell, that's in a nutshell, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's he's he went under. Um, that's the one that got me very close, very close to going under. Um, and then they sold the project to another company,
0: yeah. How do you prevent something like that happening? Because I think a lot of people when they're getting into development, that's one big question mark in the back of their mind is if they get fucked over by a builder or suppliers. How you, do you... you
1: need to have enough cash flow to cover your position, okay. which is a very hard thing to do. But this is this is just my opinion, right? So just say you're going to build four townhouses, all right? So just say the total project cost, land plus construction goes to 10 mil. Mm. You borrow money from the bank, you pre-sell it. But if the builder goes under who's going to cover the cost you've got to find another builder to cover it mm. if you don't have enough cash flow the bank's going to foreclose on you
2: mm. right yeah that's a big one because eh? you don't think one. about that yeah because yeah. like I, I know from my experience my plan with developing because my background's in finance and lending and one yeah. of the tools we can do is prepaying capitalized interest where we're borrowing it's always like that with development. like that it's right always, yeah. so you don't even like consciously i'm not even thinking about my cash yeah, flow because i'm you're not borrowing the interest Correct. right so
1: but then you know it's a massive most most terms are 18 months yeah 18 months comes quick
2: what happens then when you're yeah, going to roll over you either, it
1: is. your default right after the 18 yeah. months yeah so you, you default after the 18 months if you haven't pre-sold them what are you going to do mm. yeah it's it's big risk big reward right so if, if you Hit the right timing, it works out well. But anyone that bought a site two years ago, how are they going to make money now? Yeah, you've lost money. How are you going to have to hold it for five more years? So you've got to hold it for five years, but do you have the cash flow to hold it? Mm. That's the next question.
0: Yeah. So you're always taking into account all this stuff before you go purchase. So when
1: I I look at things now, before I was always on the developer side. You always look at the the positive, you always look at the upside. I can make this, I can make that. But now I always look at it from the other side, from the funder side, the risk. You always look Mm. at the risk.
0: Mm. Wait, yeah. Where, what do you think the, the best developers do what do they do differently or what are they doing better than other experience. developers experience yeah. Yeah. would you advise would it be a good idea for someone to tag along like with a developer and see what they do just to learn or do you think that could make a mistake in your learning things from, an, from a developer no
1: though? I mean gaining experience from someone's always priceless you can't yeah. pay for that you know, if you follow another developer their day-to-day activities a lot of it i don't think i don't think many people understand it because Mm. a lot of developers they're the ones that they're sitting at the top they've always got a team they've always got Mm. it's very not rare but i don't you don't see many where they have full consultants engineers Mm. town planners in-house they're always contracted Mm. out with consultants Mm. your builders are usually you know external Mm. um your sales and marketing you might have a head in-house but then they always channel it out um so it's very hard i think to to follow a a developer Mm to see what they do day-to-day, because I don't think there's a set, there's a set day-to-day, mm. you know, like there's not, today we're going to do this every week, tomorrow we're going to do the same thing every week, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, do the same thing, it's never the same.
0: Do you think it's just Google then? It's just Google. Why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I mean, I mean, you, you can you can learn a lot, you yeah. can learn a lot from other developers, Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, every, everyone's going to be different, how they're going to do it, mm. how uh, they're going to do it, everyone's, position if you go to for example harry Triggerboff, marathon mm. if you follow his day-to-day routine it's going to be different to someone that's only got five years experience because mm. his, his cash flow positions very different, obviously one. very different to someone else's so what he does is based around his financial position so he can take risk to buy this site he can take risk to buy that site mm. if he doesn't get it approved for apartments to sell he just rents them out as service apartments yeah. mm. and holds on to it yeah wow. It's very, it's very different. Yeah, Every, every developer is different, especially if you're a land subdivision developer, if you're a land developer. Um, they're, they're a lot different, again, because you've got to look at, mm. instead of building structure, you're building roads, right? How much, if you buy a farm, how much of it is going to be taken up as roads? How many blocks of land do you get? Mm. Yeah, all those sorts of things.
0: So my um, personal question uh, for me, I'm getting my pre-approval done as we speak, should be done or not finalised, hopefully within the next week or two. Um, would you buy now and if you would if you've got maybe let's say a couple of mil to spend on doing something would you buy and hold would you develop if you if would if had a couple of mil
1: I would hold until next year just hold I would hold wait until next year that's, mid, what I, that's what I would personally do mid and mid yeah that's what I would personally do because the prices are going to keep going down
0: yeah
1: in my opinion my opinion and whatever yeah.
0: profit margin you have is just going to get eaten up on the way down correct
1: yeah mm. yeah
0: I mean, just like anything, right, you only lose
1: if you sell it. But if you can afford to hold it until the, the, the market picks back up, it's, it's,
2: that's where you make your money.
0: Yeah. I think but we're going to wait. Probably going to wait. I might, I th- yeah. Unless some really good opportunity comes up, we jump.
2: Yeah, exactly. But um, like I was reading uh, the finance piece and, and some of the data, and there's about $500 billion worth of fixed mortgages converting to variable. Yeah. That The rate was like 2 to 25 and now they're going to 5 to 6%. It's double. It's a, it's a it's big crazy jump. Right? It's a massive jump. But, um,
0: when was this? When does um, it come off, sorry?
2: Oh, d- date specific. It, it, well, it depends on when someone's locked in their fixed oh. rate. But that all of that fixed would be coming off next yeah. year. Like, oh, there's no one okay. Be Across the In year. that cheap rate. I'm um, 2024, bro. I, I exist in wow. 2024. Mm. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I yeah. fixed it last year. There you mm. go. But, mm. um. <laughs> man it's crazy so i guess like something i'm pretty curious about and and i i get a lot of value out personally is understanding people's mindset and beliefs around success and what they value as an individual yeah and you've gone through a journey where you've gone through a process where you've you've touched base with an ego side of yourself and then due to circumstances had to adjust yeah where would you see yourself now as an individual what you know, how, what does success look like for you and, and what lessons can you share based on your experience?
1: I think success, my, my definition of success is being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Find, finding that level of comfort where you, you, you're happy, mm-hmm. all right? Before success for me was having a massive yacht, having a waterfront property, having acreage, what, whatever, all those material things, right? But my wife thinks differently, but I I don't think money will always bring happiness. Money doesn't solve issues. Mm. Having more money, yes, it can be good. Mm. Um, but having more money, if you if you if you don't know how to control it or you don't know how to understand it, mm. you'll never be happy because there's always going to be someone on top of you. Mm. All right, you That's might true. buy you might buy a Ferrari and then you pull up at the traffic light and someone's got a nicer Ferrari. You're going to be like shit. I want to get that. Yeah. So you'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied in this world. So so for me. A lot of people think, you know, like, on, on the face, I'm successful, I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. But for me, it's just being comfortable with, with myself, with my wife, and with my kids. Mm. That's it. It That's
0: seems it. like you've hit the good balance.
1: Yeah, and, and, and working, is, working is work. Like, I, I, I never wake up and go, oh, shit, I don't want to go to work today. I'm happy to go to work every single day. Like, I, I enjoy it. Mm. I enjoy what I do. But for me, it's not about striving to make... A million dollars a year, $2 million a year. For me, it's just to make sure that what I've been asked to do gets done and I can come home and make sure that my wife and my kids have everything that they need. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. It doesn't have to be the best. They don't need to eat, you know, Kobe Wagyu every single night, but, mm. <laughs> you know, we can, we, can, we can afford to eat it every now and again, you know. Yeah. Still, and, and, still enjoy the perks. Yeah. Still, still enjoy the perks, not struggle and not work, you know, 12, 13 hours a day like you probably do as an agent. <sighs> Yeah,
0: it's awesome. Yeah. What do you mean? It's heaps yeah. of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's. It, it took me a while to realize what what I truly, what I truly want. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was, yeah, it's, it's having all those material things doesn't make you happy because there's always someone that's going to be on top of you.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's where I've seen a lot of people. Actually, a lot, we've had a lot of people come on the podcast talk about ego recently. Mm. It's been a driving force. I think people are starting to latch on. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much,
1: Maybe pretty much day. doesn't get you anywhere.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, interesting. Because sometimes something I think about is the idea of are you giving up on your dream versus is the dream now in the present depends what Do you what you're, know. What I mean? And that's yeah. everyone's depends different. Depends what right? your dream is. Yeah. yeah, I think dreams can and and what
0: you want change over time mm. though as you as you go through life and experience more it kind of readjusts you to what you actually might actually want. So he, mm. Josh, even myself, so as you know, my, my, my Gucci, like might my Louis V, like it's nice, but then eventually you come to the realization it means fucking nothing. Mm. And I think that's kind of where people like, where, that's where your head's at now. That's yeah. where my head's at now. But I don't think we could have seen that unless we go through certain experiences. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Josh went through the fact that, hey, fucking, I lost everything. I'm about to lose everything. It doesn't matter anymore. And that changes your view around what you want.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, my wife still likes that stuff, and whatever she wants to buy, I let her buy. But for me, it's just yeah, it's it's a lot different for me. Yeah. As long as she's happy, that's that's the main thing. I'm mm. not after the Louis Vuitton bags and all that. Mm. But if she spends the money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like like you were saying just before, like what your purpose is, what you want to do in life, it, it changes as your life changes. Mm. Every, every five, 10 years, you might go through something, and then you, your perspective of life will definitely mm. change. 100%. Like for me, in the next five years, what, what I would love to be able to do obviously, I want to build my house next year. Um, mm. Have that, that's the that's top priority. Mm. Build the house, help my parents retire, and then the next thing to do is try and give back to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Give back how?
1: So I've, I've always had a, a dream to be able to buy a farm. Okay. Um, like outside of Sydney mm. to be able to buy a farm, build a nice you know, holiday house on there and then let people use it. Because people that might go through what I went through, to mm. be able to go away for a weekend without having to worry about spending money and mm. can just go out there with their family wow. and just relax and just clear their mind. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be you know, work-related if they're struggling with work-related or if they've got mental issue, mental health issues. If they just go out there, they could just enjoy the space without having to worry about, can I afford it?
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. I like that. Yeah. That's a really cool That's idea. That's one
1: thing. And then my wife and I want to build an orphanage or like a small school overseas. There's a lot of things we want to do to give back because I'm very lucky that my wife has always supported me. Like she's mm-hmm. always, you know, through first she married me when I was unemployed. <laughs> you know? That's crazy in itself. Yeah. She, she comes from a, you know. She fun- must really love you. <laughs> well, yeah. She comes from a pretty well-off family overseas. And then, you know, she came here, married me, brought her back down. Down mm. to the bottom, <laughs> mm. um, you know. We had we had money, and then we went back down, and, and she's still here. So,
0: yeah,
2: is that tough? That process. It is tough. It is tough. Mm.
1: As as um as a male, I guess you always got to try and mm. keep keep the brave face on, right? Because mm. the last thing you want is if, if your your partner, your wife sees you stressed, in trouble, or, or upset, it's going to mm. come off onto them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well. That was probably yeah. It was very, it was very hard. Yeah.
0: How but did you manage that? How did you manage the those emotions while going through a shit time?
1: Oh, when when I get home, I just try and switch off. Yeah. Just try and switch off, and not worry about it. As hard as it is, drinking like a bottle of wine, and as soon yeah. as I get home every night, I just try and drink just to phase it all out. <laughs> yeah. all right. so is that over. still ongoing? Or no, nah, nah, no, that was that was that <laughs> yeah, was at yeah, the bad. peak. That was at the peak of the downturn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you said, said, yeah. yeah. Man. So it was, um, yeah, then, you know, she's, she's, realized, she's realized a lot. Like She made a lot of sacrifices. Even at the start of the pandemic, we moved out of the place that we bought, moved back with my parents. Yeah. And then because I wanted to try and move, move forward, I wanted to reach my goal of buying more, more properties by a, certain, by a certain time. And then for her, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very lucky she can, she can live with my parents. Mm. Which not many not many people who do can live with their in laws, yeah, um, yeah. and then she realizes, you know, we were able to to buy a couple more properties, or um, um, well, she was able to buy a couple more properties and all that sort of stuff because we moved back,
0: mm. yeah, yeah.
1: And then we pay my parents some money to to buy their house off them, and then we'll build a house where we can all live all live together still.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So that's that's what the journey we
1: would like to do is is just give back.
0: Give back to people. I like that. I rate that a lot. Yeah, I rate that a lot. Um, I guess the the final question I have for you would be in terms of again first time developers or, or people new to development, what should they be looking for in their first development? In terms of, should they be doing a, a like a, a townhouse site first, a duplex site first, a subdivision site first? I will
1: start with a duplex because yeah. only
0: two. Yep. Um, so your risk
1: capacity is a lot less mm. because trying to sell two compared to trying to sell four is, mm. is a lot less risk
0: not, not, sub, not land subdivision because you're not actually having to build
1: no because if you look at it now if someone's in the middle of a land subdivision now they're struggling to sell land yeah, whereas yeah. if you're selling a duplex you, you build it first you get a local agent like yourself and you can mm. sell it at an auction or you can sell there's always going to be a buyer for something that's finished because the risk mm. appetite is less
0: yeah but with the land yeah a bit different
1: because yeah. then when you do land then they've got to find a builder mm. whereas if something's already finished they can physically see touch it and move into it straight away without having to worry about what's going to happen
0: would you do would you do a rebuild over a, a like a luxury home instead of a duplex it comes down to where yeah. and what your agent tells you yeah, yeah
1: that's true because you can buy a block of land knock it down rebuild it but then if your agent tells you you're not going to get your money back then don't you've got to find a real good steal yeah, and you have got to find a builder that, that will work with you quite
0: well. Will you only buy under market, market value, or will you buy market value as well? Oh, you always try to buy under market value, but you'll still buy market value. though? If it's the right project, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. If it's going to
1: stack up, yeah. Cool. But who knows what market value is, right? Yeah. Six months ago, what was a market value competitor. Mm-hmm. Today, like Two, completely different. Like anyone that bought you know knocked down rebuild sites twelve months ago, and they're they're going to be it's going yeah. to be struggling. It's going to be hard. Yeah, but they're in trouble.
0: They're in trouble.
2: Yeah. Cool. What would you say is the biggest your if someone wants to get, make increase their cash flow? What would your from your experience now be your kind of go to recipes?
1: So one thing that we're doing at the moment to increase cash flow through through uh, with my business partner, who I, I can solve for, we're doing a lot of NDIS products. A lot. Oh,
2: a lot, are lot. you?
0: One of my friends is looking to get into that. So you're doing NDIS now. Yeah, okay. a lot. Yeah.
2: Who did do? You, do you know who did that one on Chilton Crescent in Castle Hill?
1: No, is it is it NDIS houses? I think it?
2: it is. Yeah. Okay. No, no, we're
1: we're going regional. Oh, regional. Um, regional. We've partnered up with quite quite a
2: good provider.
1: One of the, one of the biggest ones. Um, it's a lot of houses.
2: Okay. Really? Yeah. 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 Seal source, col- uh, change the obviously the, the the layout to suit, and then
1: yeah, no, it's all it's all um, land subdivisions. So we're just yeah, we're going to build the houses. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's another thing is all that I learned is developments, you get big chunks of cash, right? At, after every development, you get good chunks of cash, but you've got no cash flow. Mm. Cash flow is the most important thing. Yeah. It's the most
2: important thing. Especially when the C63 you know, petrols. Exactly. <laughs> 120
1: bucks to fill up. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, ca- cash flow is very, very important. It's very important in, 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 in any industry. Mm. You, need, you need cash flow. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Because I mean, if, if, you're a fine, like if you're in the brokering or financing industry, you know, if, some, if you're going to assess someone mm. and they've got $10 million in a bank, but they've got no income for the past two years, yeah. are they going to service alone. loan? Yeah. That's right. Cash flow is the most important thing. Yeah. So, so for us at the moment, that's where our focus is. Building mm. the cash flow. Yeah. So just building these houses and then holding onto them and just renting
0: them all out. Yeah. yeah okay. So what you guys are doing now? That's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, Wow, wow, wow.
1: And then I think um, in anything you do, like I said at the start, it's about having the prep. Mm. So having a, a solid core team. So from the start of my career at Ray White, there's only four people that I keep in touch with from those nine years. Mm. Everyone else has either dropped off or as bad as it sounds, maybe they're it's, it's always one way. They'll only call me if they need something, but there's only four people that I try and keep in touch with um, because they've They've impacted me over this journey, and they've always stuck with me as well. Mm. Yeah! Yeah, Wow. Yeah. So I think it's having the right team from day one is Mm. is most important. Having the foundation.
0: And 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 that team that doesn't have to be just just to clarify, it doesn't have to be just people that you're doing work with or paying. It It could be your friends as well. Correct. Yeah. Friends and mentors. Yeah, I think it's it's very important to have that. I love it. Legendary.
2: Mate, that, that's pretty much wrap, cool. wraps me up. I, cool. just a, we can wrap up now but my last question is what would be your best piece of advice for someone or your younger self?
1: To my younger self? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just exactly it. how I did it. Just go balls deep and learn. Yeah. You got to risk it for the Because you it.
2: either you either risk it
1: at the age of 25 you risk it when you're 50 but when you're 50 it's hard oh. to recover it's hard to recover
2: and you know the thing is right like at least you've given it a crack and you know now and then yeah. you can recover and you will like, be able what to I've, smash what it. i've learned
1: over these past nine years especially in court going through you know what i've gone through the positive side of it is a lot of people call me for advice like mm-hmm. there's there's you know developers that are quite big or consultants and they, they ask me hey this is what the situation is what should we do and then, you know, can you help us with this project? Can you help us do this? Can you help us do that? Because they don't want to go through what I've gone through. And then only if you go through it, you, you, you know how to handle it. Yeah. So they asked me, they asked me what shouldn't I do? So then they don't, you know, Total they don't sense. end up where yeah. I ended up. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's been a good journey. I'll tell you that. It's and a like, crazy journey. Like <laughs> I said, if, if the question you ask, if I go back to myself, I say, yeah, go balls deep. Yeah. I went balls deep, got married with no job. I said to my wife, I want to have a kid straight away. I had a kid straight away without a job. Wow. went to Ray White and then um, went balls deep. I opened up my own agency, figured it out, and then just, door, not doorknock, but went to every single project in the boom and said, I want to sell your property. I want to sell your project. And then just shit, you talk your way through. I've got 10 buyers. I'll bring them all here. Let me sign an agency. Get all the projects that you can on your book. Mm. Yeah, went balls deep and then found an investor. Went balls deep in the development. Wow. Yeah.
0: You just go hard and everything. Just go hard. You've got
1: to go hard. And we'll figure it out later. Something will happen. So it'll work out. And if something happens and you figure it out.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd rather live like that than live, you know, going, oh, what if I did it? I -hmm. should have done it. Yeah. Can't live with regret. Exactly right. Exactly
0: right. Legendary. Balls deep. Balls deep. Love (laughs) it. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Balls
2: deep. Thanks, mate. Thanks, man.